Hey everybody, it's Jay Scott. Welcome back to another episode of The Hook Rocks. Hope you're doing well. Got another great interview for you today, and that's with Ricky Rackman, and I'll get to that here in a few minutes. But new albums, new music is just plentiful right now. Music Fridays have been like a huge event starting actually late last year in the fall into this year, and some really good albums have been released today. Uh, Smith Cotson featuring Adrian Smith, Richie Cotson. I had the pleasure of interviewing Richie earlier this week. We talked about the album. It's a fantastic album. Absolutely fantastic. And really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, hope you will enjoy the album. The album is, is absolutely fantastic too as well. And I also had the pleasure of interviewing Sammy Bowler uh, this past Wednesday, guitar virtuoso, young guitar virtuoso. He's got his album out that came out about a year ago, Kingdom of the Sun. But because of COVID and, you know, just the reality of life at this moment, a lot of albums released last year kind of are forgotten about. And especially early on in the pandemic, you know, when everybody was trying to figure out what was going to happen and how life was going to be. And in his album, I believe it was released last March, which is kind of right at the beginning of everything. It's understandable to, to realize that, uh, you know, that album, you know, even though it's fantastic, it's a great instrumental album because of the timing of it. It, uh, it unfortunately didn't get the, attention that it deserves and hopefully that changes and I hope a lot of these artists and bands as we move forward in 2021 and we see all these people releasing new music all these bands releasing new albums that some of these acts that did release an album early on last year or in the middle of the summer revisit and maybe do like a re-release of the album you know kind of to celebrate their music that was released last year maybe do like an extra track or something like that on a special edition but there's a lot of music that unfortunately like I said with Sammy's album didn't get the attention that it deserved and now with all the music that's coming out it's it's most albums are going to be you know pushed aside because of all the new music and there's so much new music that's coming out got the dust coda that came out today you've got um this you know like i mentioned the smith cotson you got evanescence you got the la maybe debut and so many others there's also some singles that have been released i know mammoth wolfgang van halen released two songs that are just absolutely awesome go check those out on youtube i know liliac band released a new single today too as well there's just so much music coming out cold stairs released more new music those guys are like a machine man they're just always releasing cool stuff and i'm sure you're going to like that if you're a fan of blues rock chris tapp has been on the show a couple of times and i need to have him on again um miss talking to that guy he's a great dude to have on and always a great conversation but today's conversations with ricky rackman and you know, Ricky was kind of the face of Headbangers Ball when we were growing up, or people my age were growing up in the mid to late 80s into the early 90s. And it was the place to be for rock and metal fans 
on a Saturday night. I mean, they played everything from your power ballads, you know, with Warrant and Firehouse and whoever to, you know, metal bands like Slayer and, and Megadeth. And, and they, then they got into, you know, the grunge sound early on, too, with like Alice in Chains and all that stuff that was happening. So it was a cool, cool place to go. And there was an anticipation throughout the week. And we talk about that in the conversation. And he's doing something new right now. He's teamed up with Gimme Metal, which is on Gimme TV. And it premieres The Ball, which is the name of Ricky's new show, premieres tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And it's going to focus on videos. It's going to focus on metal you know, mostly metal. There might be some other things thrown in there, but you know, Ricky, as he talked in the conversation, and you'll hear it here in a moment, he wants to focus on that part of the genre. And, you know, it's not going to be the same with um, as it was with the Headbangers Ball, where they're going to kind of show a plethora of what's going on in rock. It's going to be focused on one specific type. They may throw in a few other things. They may play some older stuff from now and again, but it's mostly focused on new new metal. Not N-U, I mean N-E-W metal, like new, brand new. And he's excited about it. I think we're all excited about it because it's going to be interesting to see how this platform really takes off with today's world or in today's world because everything is pulling people in different directions from your phones to gadgets and technology and all that stuff and you know the difference between now and then was life was a little bit more simpler back then as I mentioned in the conversation as we both mentioned in the conversation so you know on one hand you know there's things pulling you in different directions however on the other you do have access to it at any moment on your phone you can pull up the app and you can watch the show you can watch videos and that's a really cool element because it gives you th- the ability to be flexible with one with when you want to connect with it um which is interesting and like i said a lot of us are looking to see how this does because we've talked about this a lot here on the podcast about how there might be too many platforms there might be too many places to get new music And on one hand, that's really awesome because you have so many avenues to put out your music if you're an artist or a band. And as a fan, there's so many avenues to find the music. But it could be complicated, you know, know, for some people that maybe are not used to a lot of this technology. They want to keep their technology simple, their access to technology simple. And it's hard to do in this day and age. So... You know, when someone sees streaming services and there's who knows how many streaming services there are, there's, you know, the big ones, Spotify, Apple and Pandora and iHeart and others, you know, where do you go? You got to you got to decide on one service. Now, if you want to go see bands performing or videos, you've got, you know, some smaller some smaller um, options, but the big one is YouTube. But YouTube has everything, everything from, you know, how to cook whatever you're making, how to fix whatever you need fixing, music videos, you know, Star Wars information. It's got movies. It's got video blogs. It's just, it's got everything. It's almost like cable, right? I mean, you get a cable package and there's, you know, 
five gazillion channels and you only watch maybe, you know, 10 of them. And, but you pay for all that other stuff that you don't watch, you know, like I have, you know, the Hallmark channel on my cable package. I have never watched the Hallmark channel. I have other things, you know, that, that are on there too. There's so many channels that I don't watch. And that's kind of like what YouTube is. It's got all these options, got all these things to do. So if you're a music lover, you know, you focus on that. But again, you know, there's so many people pulling at you, listen to this interview, listen to this you know, video or watch this video or watch this analysis of this video on my video blog and whatever. So there's a lot of things to do, but what's really cool about what Ricky's trying to do is trying to find a home and a place and a go-to place, I should say, for metal fans to go and say, hey, I know this app and this channel exists where I get my brand new heavy metal music and brand new heavy metal videos and that's where I'm going to go. I'm not going to worry about searching stuff on YouTube. I'm just going to go right to the app. And that's an interesting approach. And I hope it's successful because I think that's awesome. Because, you know, as we talked about, you know, with the Netflix and, and all these you know, streaming platforms, you know, to watch an episode, you know, he's not going to download, you know, or they're not going to have you know, 10 episodes right off the bat, kind of like what Netflix does. And we offered a comparison in the conversation about anticipating things on a week-to-week basis where you and your friends are talking about last week's episode and anticipating the new episode coming up. And that's missing today, right? There's really not a lot of things that people can anticipate because everything is so accessible. You know, if you want to watch a TV show, you can just download all 10, 12 episodes, and then you can have it. Now, there are still platforms that do do work that way, you know, whether it's your, your basic cable packages, they don't release everything at once. But if you want to go back and binge watch something, or if you missed a show, or if you missed a season of a show, you can wait till it ends and just take a whole weekend and watch every single episode. So, you know, there, it's kind of all coming at you at once in the way people process it. And good or bad, that's left to be determined by, you know, who's watching, right? I mean, some people like that binge watch, you know, option to do that where they can watch everything all at once. And some people like that anticipation. And depending on where you fall is, you know, is what your viewing habits are and how you how you process things and how you absorb things. So I also think, too, that this has the potential to really be a a pillar of the infrastructure that's needed in rock music and I've always been the one to believe that you know when you look at pop music pop music has so many outlets for it to go and and to be listened to right I mean all genres have a lot of outlets but pop music really has you know the top shelf outlets right the top options and the access to millions and millions of people that other genres like rock music or blues or jazz don't have. And as does hip-hop. Hip-hop has a lot of outlets too. be able to get your music and your song heard instantly on, you know, platforms that have access to millions of people and also country music. We've talked about that with the comparisons to rock and how country flourishes with, you know, their own music channel and, you know, 
But the biggest thing with country, though, is the fan base really supports the new music and the new artists. And that's kind of ingrained into the fans of country music, right? I mean, you have legacy artists that also cross promote and do songs with the newer artists to get them exposure and to open up eyes and ears to those artists. Rock and roll does that, but metal does that, but not as much and not as good as country. And, you know, that's part of it too. There's really no one way or one correct answer how to fix the relevancy of rock and roll. And then on the other side, as we discussed, does rock and roll really need that? You know, does rock and roll really need the infrastructure or, you know, the way to develop relevancy? And, you know, Ricky falls on that side of we don't. Fuck that. You know, rock and roll has always been the, the bastard child of music. I, I'm not, I, he didn't say that, but he, he basically alluded to that. But, and I'm, I kind of fall like that. Um, but I'm also kind of in the center too. I do think that there do does need to be a more of a, a way to get exposure for newer music because if you look at the landscape down the road with all these legacy acts in 10 years not being around, it is going to create a vacuum. And, um, you know, we need to solve that. Not in, sen- not in the sense where rock music needs to be the most popular genre, or be accessible by millions and millions of people and, and, and millions and millions of people, you know, love this music and it's, you know, it's everywhere. We don't want music consumers in metal and rock. We want music fans. We want people that are dedicated to the genre and that love the genre and then just, just don't bounce from artist to artist like pop music fans or other genres of music because those are the consumers. Those are the people that like only the popular stuff, what's played on the radio and you know what's heard on commercials and movies and all that stuff so you know maybe there's like a happy medium or maybe there's a way to do where you know more legacy acts are are more inclined to help promote younger acts i think some people do that some people don't and i also think too that young young people that's really the key to everything is the young people resonate with the music And I think with the pandemic and kids sitting around doing a whole heck of a lot of nothing, and I've repeated this so many times on this podcast, it is a perfect storm right now for rock music to really gain some traction with the youth of today. And, uh, well, I've rambled on long enough, and I've talked about all this stuff before on many different episodes, but enjoy the interview with Ricky. I did. It was a pleasure to interview him. Like I said, he was kind of, he was the face of MTV hard rock, heavy metal back in the day, right? He's the one that kind of gave us what we needed every Saturday night. So check it out. Check out his new show, The Ball, premiering tomorrow night, March 27th on Gimme TV, Gimme Metal. And have a great day, everybody. So strange, I like to tell you 
one at one. Oh, yeah, it was like lightning. Everybody was frightening. And the music was soothing. And they all started grooving. And the man at the back said, everyone attack. And they turn into a ballroom blitz. And the girl in the corner said, fire. Good evening, everybody. What's going on? Once again, it's Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. It's spring. It is upon us. Hopefully, the future continues to look brighter and brighter. I know there's been a lot with booking shows and scheduling shows and bands coming out with tour dates later this summer and into the fall. Hopefully, everyone's able to maintain that and we're actually able to go to those shows and we don't have any more cancellations or reschedules like we've had in the past. But we'll let you know either way, but let's keep our fingers crossed. And, of course, we always are here to be an escape for you, talking music, music commentary, and awesome interviews. And our next guest is... It's very special to my childhood. Uh, His face and his presence on Headbangers Ball on Saturday nights on MTV was just as important to me and my friends as the bands that videos played during those three hours. And once we saw the videos, we couldn't wait to see each other on Monday because we didn't have cell phones back then. We couldn't text. We couldn't call each other in the middle of the night and say, hey, did you see this video? We had to wait like two days and we had to wait till lunchtime because I went to a Catholic school and you couldn't talk about girls, girls, girls in the middle of talking about Jesus, you know, rising from the dead. But anyway, without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Mr. Ricky Rackman. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. What a great intro. You know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, and thank you for all the compliments. But it's, it's, there's something missing about hearing that music and and for me, it was, you know, there was a radio show that we listened to that was on like late nights in Los Angeles. And we would listen to it and record certain songs and then bring to our friends in school and play them back. And uh, like, I, I totally get what you're saying when you talk about the, um, you know, turning your friends onto it the next day. Yeah, it was like this thing where like you saw the videos, you couldn't wait. And, you know, depending on my parents' mood, I either was able to watch it without any interruption or I could only watch an hour or else if I was in trouble, I'd had to sneak when they went to bed down in the basement in order to watch it. But the whole essence of it was this was where we saw the videos. This was where we connected with the music back in the day. And what happened, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, is because these bands became so popular, whether it was Motley Crue or L.A. Guns or Faster Pussycat, Slaughter, you name it, it used to be where radio led. And after the emergence of hard rock in the 80s, because radio so begrudgingly began to play it and it just exploded, what was played on Saturday nights on Headbangers Ball would then be followed onto radio the following week or two because it had such a presence and they couldn't get away with it, they, or they couldn't they couldn't get away from it. I should say. Yeah, it, it's um, 
it was sort of like if there was a hard rock or heavy metal band, then when it was on that show, it's kind of like, oh, okay, like this is legit. This is legit. Like that's the, like can't play in your local radio stations is good, but when Headbangers Ball played it, you know, then there's a worldwide audience. And I think that sometimes I I know for a fact that that show is very vital in in launching careers with so many bands. And, uh, you know, I'm sure probably spilled into radio afterwards. But, you know, I I like, you know, we used to have to wait to see certain songs or to hear certain songs. And now people want something. It's just at their fingertips. I think a lot of that innocence is lost. And I also think because that you don't get turned on to stuff that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Because if, if you want to hear something from, you know, Megadeth, you just go on and say Megadeth, but you're not going to necessarily get turned on to something new. You're going to get what you look for. I also think, too, and, and I talk a lot about this on this podcast, is out of any every genre that's out there, and especially, you know, I call the big three, pop, hip-hop, and country, they all have an infrastructure in place where a song comes out, Boom, it gets to radio. Boom, it gets on commercials. It's, it's everywhere, right? Country has their own music channel. And the lack of infrastructure in rock music has really affected its relevance. And it's hurting rock and roll more so than any other genre because there really isn't a place to go or there's really no outlets for rock music to have that one centralized place or multiple big, you know, outlets for people to go and listen to new music. I, yeah, I, I mean, what I'm going to say is completely in the minority and I might even change my mind on this, but I'm almost to the point. It's like, but yes, but who cares? Like, like, don't we want our music to be outlaw? I mean, yeah, we want to be recognized and we'd like to be recognized at the Grammys and we'd like to be recognized more in the rock and roll hall of fame. But when I listened to music and when I got turned on all my favorite bands, you know, we didn't care if it was accepted by all the masses. If it was underground. Yes, we do need to be viable. But let's be honest, you know, if a band comes out, you know, maybe with Rob Zombie's album coming out and being so high on the charts, people are going to notice. You know, the reason that people didn't watch Headbangers Ball, we can't just say stupid MTV, they took it off. If there were 3 million people or 5 million people watching every episode of Headbangers Ball, it would have stayed on the air. All those networks and all the radio stations, they want to make money the safest way possible. And, um, you know, we just, we just need to, people need to stop being so divided. And if you listen to a station, all of a sudden they're playing something from, you know, Five Finger Death Punch, and you're not a fan of that band, instead of screaming and yelling, you know, be understand there's many factions of rock and roll. Some I like, some I don't like, but there's a place for all of them. And if it's heavy, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I just mentioned, you know, I just mentioned on the, on the podcast last week in a discussion about the Grammys and and why rock fans really shouldn't care what the Grammys do and how they present rock and roll. Exactly. You know, because let's face it, if you remember, the only reason why the Grammys started the rock and metal awards was because in the eighties, they couldn't get away from it. It had such a presence and they wanted to drive young kids to the show. So that's why they all of a sudden had the rock award the metal award because mtv was doing so well and rock music back then was everywhere you couldn't get away from it so they had no choice and they even fucked that up when they gave it to jethro tall instead of metallica so this yeah that was that was ridiculous this idea that we get upset over what the grammys do or what the rock and roll hall of fame does they're look they're interested in selling tickets and tv ratings and selling advertisement 
And, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't care. Rock and roll has always been the middle finger. However, I do get frustrated when people talk about new rock sucks, new rock this, because it tells me, because there's so many great new rock bands that are out there, that people aren't listening to new rock. If they really think that, they're not listening. It's like, you know, when they were in the, in the 80s and the people in the 50s were saying, you know, you call this, this stuff rock and roll. This isn't rock and roll. We had Eddie Cochran and Elvis Presley. That's rock. It's like you sound like a relic when you say that. You know, I mean, I know that there's a lot of new bands that I like. And when there's something new that seems like, you know, a lot of people like, I check it out. And I'm like, okay, this is different. It seems like the metal or heavy music today has a lot more electronic effects in it than it, than it used to. But, um... I mean, there's there's so many great bands out there that are newer that sound like older bands. You know, I love Power Trip, and Power Trip to me reminds me of the old school thrash that I loved so much. It just, you know, people people are are so ready to complain rather than compliment. You know, if you say there's no new music, then you're not looking, and if you don't see anything you like, pity for you. You know, it's it's just we live in a generation that people just love to complain and whine instead of look for what's good. You know, you're just not looking in the right place because there's a lot of great bands out there. You know, I often use this analogy. It's like being a fan of a sports team. If you're a fan of the Yankees and you like the Yankees, those players get traded, they retire and there's new players that come in and you're a fan of those new players. It's the same thing with music, right? These bands, they have their, their careers. Some of them break up. Some of them retire. Some of them keep going for as long as they can, but there's new bands after that, that are coming up that deserve the same attention as those bands that were are now considered legends and classics. Those bands that are now considered legends and classics used to be thrown to the wolves when they first came out. Look at the reviews of old Led Zeppelin. Look at the reviews of Van Halen. Look at all that stuff. And look at where they're at now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I mean, when people say there's the, you know, you can say, oh, I, I don't listen to any newer bands. That's okay. But to say there is no newer bands, how do you know if you're not out there trying to hear new music? You know, I don't, I, I go and listen to all different genres of music. And when I find something that I like, I like it. You know, if I listen to a streaming platform like a Spotify, maybe I'll, I'll search or Gimme Metal, which I'm, I'm now with. Gimme Metal is, is all heavy stuff. And I'll get turned on to bands from listening to that that I might not have heard before. So it's, right. it's nice. So the new program is called The Ball, and it is yeah. basically the essence of what Headbangers Ball used to be. When did you... No. No, it's not. Okay. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. It's heavy music, and it's videos, and it's me. And that is about the only thing that it has in common with Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball was very broad in the type of music that it played, and that's why you would see a winger and a napalm death. Um, that's you would see songs that I believe belong on headbangers like Alice in Chains, but you know you'd see Wood after it was played on every top forty station, or if Motley Crue's you know Girls 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 is played in the daytime twenty four hours a day on radio, does it need to be played on the ball? I don't think so. So. I think that, yes, there are a couple heavy music hits, but for the most part, it's the heavy music that doesn't get a lot of mainstream, and it is not, there are no ballads, there's nothing mellow, you know, 
you know, we played Motley Crue without you, or I think, I don't know what other softer songs they played on Headbangers Ball. There's no soft music on Headbangers Ball. I mean, if people are going there thinking they're going to see it, it's a, it's an 80s show. It's not. Yes. Do I play bands from back then? Yes. But I play new stuff too. This is a show that does heavy bands. And, um, that's not to say I don't like that other type of music. It's just, that's not what this show is. You don't go into a vegan restaurant saying, well, I want you to make pork chops. Well, this is a show that is heavy music and it's not long enough for me to play. I mean, I would love to play a lot of old cat house Hollywood bands like Bastard Pussycat and LA Guns and Jet Boy and Junkyard and all those bands. But like for the first episode, I just don't have the time to do it. It's not that long. When I when I mentioned the essence of what it was, I, I, I meant more as a place to be for bands to be listened to and you know, people to yeah. check out music. And, you know, because one of the things that we always talk about here, too, is like, like there's there's almost too many places for people to go. You know, like like there's like you mentioned, if you want to see Megadeth, you type in Megadeth. If you want to go to YouTube, you type in that, you type in all this stuff where I've often thought that, that there's one location for people to go on a weekly basis for a couple hours or whatever. I think that would attract people. I think that would attract the youth of going, hey, what are they going to play this week? Just like it was when I was growing up. What is this Headbangers Ball going to play this week? That is what, you know, is so was so great about that. And I think it has, this has the potential, the ball has the potential to be that same exact thing. I hope so. And it's also weird because even with television, if there's a TV show that you want to watch, you know, you don't say, okay, I got to go watch this TV show on Tuesday. You'll watch it Tuesday, but you might watch it Tuesday morning, or you might not, you might miss the first month and watch the entire season. People are used to watching things when they watch it people are probably going to be touching their TV screen thinking they can fast forward through videos if it's not somebody that they're into. But that's not what we're doing. I want to make it so everybody gathers around their phone and or, you know, you can put it on your TV screen. They have the app. They gather around Saturday and they watch it at 9 o'clock um, Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, and they get in that habit of watching a video show. And, you know, that sounds so antiquated and sounds so weird to some people, but you know, when I would watch MTV, I would watch it and then maybe I'd go make some cereal and then I'd go do this and then, and you walk around, but it's always on. It's like your aquarium. I want this to be the thing that people gather around Saturday and they watch it. You know, it's interesting. If you look at the Mandalorian, which was a star, you know, the star Wars series that has been talked about by everybody almost, Right. they didn't release it all at once. Like Netflix does. They released it once a week every Friday and it created a buzz. It created that old atmosphere where people would talk about last week's episode all week long and they couldn't wait to see the new one. They, there was an anticipation that what you basically said at the beginning of the show, that's gone. There is no anticipation anymore because everything's at your fingertips. And I think that was very cool the way they did that and the way they held things back to almost make you want it more, which has been missing with a lot of I different agree. things. I agree a hundred percent. I, I like that. Um, I mean, I say that, but it would be nice to watch a show, right? You know, the entire show, but here, this is when it's going to be, it's going to be Saturday. You know, this is when the show is going to be on. I don't know if there's ever going to be a second episode or not. I don't know about any, all I know is that I'm just going to do this one show and then we're going to have some fun Saturday and you know, there'll be a special guest. There'll be a guest request. I'll probably do something stupid and goofy like I normally do. And uh, and there'll be some great, great music videos. And, and that's 
I, I'm so excited about it, you know? When, how did this idea come about? Um, well, the idea, of course, is, is nothing original or new. We did it before. We did the Headbangers Ball. But it's something that I just, like, I just, everybody's asked me for so long, oh, do the ball. Why don't you bring back the ball? Why don't you bring back that? And you got to understand, like, this is something that I've always wanted to do. So when people are always going up to you saying, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? This isn't something that I was like, man, I don't want to. I wanted to. But, you know, I would, even though I am on a nationally syndicated radio show and I've been working in the business consecutively for 20 years, actually a lot longer, I don't have my pulse on the industry and I don't have people. I don't have agents, managers, representatives, any of that stuff. So I don't go after Access TV and I don't do show pitching. I have too many other businesses that I have to run. It's what I want to do more than anything. But, you know, it's just, I didn't make packages and go out and push it. I was thinking, hey, if somebody really wants it, they'll come to me, which didn't happen. And that's probably a little pompous of me to think. So um, I, was, I was watching a NASCAR race and there was a Megadeth car in it. And on the back of it, it said, give me radio. And I'm like, what's give me radio? So I looked and I researched and I'm like, oh my God, they have give me metal. Give me metal. It's rad. And it was all these cool shows and like show hosted by Dave Mustaine. And then I saw Beta, Gimme TV. I'm like, oh, they're going to start a, a channel? And so I wrote a letter to the owner and I said, hi, I'm Ricky Rackman. He wrote me back. He's like, hey, I go, I want to do a heavy music show. He's like, okay, pick some videos. <laughs> and it was pretty much that. Of course, it was a little bit more difficult than that because, you know, this isn't a show that we're putting up on YouTube. This is a show that so many people are going to watch. I need to make sure that I have all the licensing for every single video that we play. And that's when Gimme Metal came forward and they said, okay, you show us a list of videos. We'll try to get as many as you want. And then they called me and they're like, hey, do you mind if NotFest is involved in this? I'm like, of course not. I love NotFest. So then it becomes NotFest presents, you know, the ball on Gimme Metal. It was never a thing like, do I get paid? It was never things like, they didn't even, I grabbed the phone, we, we filmed it, it was fun and it was very raw and it was very outlaw and it's, it's me and when I'm talking to a band it's not about like oh so tell me about where this, show, this record was produced and what's your motivation for going into the studio I mean I don't care you know I want to talk to people and have fun with people and goof around and listen to the music that I love and I'm hoping that people do the same thing and it's honestly like it's just kind of like a very almost not a public access feel, but it's just like I want to do video. I want to go into videos. Here's the videos I want to play. Give me metal. Can you get me permission for these videos? Oh, you want us to play this one? Let me check it out. Oh, that one's perfect. Okay, I shoot it and then I send it to them, and then we'll see what happens Saturday. It's pretty much that much. It wasn't a lot of. There was no contract being done. There was just let's do it for fun. And the reason that I like Give Me Metal and Not Best is we're all coming from the same place. We want to do something for fun. And that's really what the premise is, fun. I also think, too, it's the perfect time. I mean, you think about the youth of today. They've been sitting at home for a year doing nothing, sitting in their, in their room, doing their schoolwork, not communicating with their friends, developing all this angst and all this attitude. And what thrives, what genre of music thrives when there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of attitude, and that's hard rock and heavy metal. Well, then they'll be happy because this is music that makes you want to be in a pit this is this is the this is the aggressive stuff this is in your face um i'm i'm very happy with the playlist from the very 
first, you know, I, I can tell you straight out, I picked the first video and I picked the last video. And there is a reason that I put one first and one last, you know, because I think that I wanted something new and I wanted something old. And I'm, I'm very happy. You know, there might be a band that is not a band that I really am crazy about, but I believe belongs in this show because I want to have, I want the show to have this feeling. And yes, there are going to be one song that's like, oh my God, I've heard this song a million times. I can't believe we're playing this video. But there's a reason it's in the show. Every video has a reason it's in the show, whether it's because it's a cartoon or whether it's because, you know, this band sh- should be a, a huge trash band. You know, who knows? I'm looking forward to it. It debuts on Saturday, the March 27th yes, on Gimme Metal. Where else can people find it? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you got it. And, and, and it, it's Gimme Metal. Just down. Here's how it works. You download the app. And then you hit Gimme TV beta or something. You don't have to pay. You don't have to sign up. It'd be great if you want to sign up, you know, because they have good programming the whole time. But you don't have to pay to watch the ball. And uh, what I'm doing is, and if I can do it, anybody can, is you get it on your phone and then you figure out how to put it on your TV. And it's pretty easy. And I know that they have like a beta of Gimme, Gimme TV right now on the Gimme Metal channel where you can see videos and play them on your TV. And uh, you just have to get the Gimme Metal app. And it's not going to cost you a penny to watch this show. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of people I know are looking forward to it. I know my my Good. son, who's 16, um, is going to be enjoying it as well. So, uh, isn't that great, though? Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, mean, I love that. So gr- I mean that that so do I. I mean, I you know I went I made sure that I flew to L.A. to see the very last Slayer show and to see parents with their kids at Slayer. I'm like, oh, this is just phenomenal. You know, like who would think that that heavy music would be something that would bond. Cause it was always for me, it was, it was rebellion. It's like, you know what, you want to go out there and you want to get in the pit because you're mad at work. You're mad at your parents. And now it's like your parents are the ones that you're like, dad, get out of the pit. You know, it's just, it, it's so great that it's like that right now. And I'm, I'm real happy. And the other thing that makes this unique is that there will be a live chat room and I'll be in the chat room the entire time. What's really cool is I, I took my son when he was five to see Butch Walker do his first, first concert. And then like five, right. six years later, I took him to see Maiden and he was just, it was made in ghost and he was just mesmerized. He was like, Oh my God, this is like incredible. So yeah, it's That's cool. The one, Maiden is, I think a, just a beautiful father and son experience. I think every, every parent should take their kids to Maiden. And because I mean, I went to go see Maiden in the last tour and I was like a, and I'm not going to lie. I was a, partial Maiden fan, I, which I know sounds sacrilege, but I was only a partial Maiden fan. So I went to see Maiden and I went with my girlfriend and I saw him in Charlotte and I was like, you know, I'd seen them before, but I wasn't that into it. But I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. When's the next time they're playing? And it was like in Vegas. I'm like, let's get on a plane. And we went and saw him again. And I don't even know how many concerts I usually stay to the very end, but I bought you know, the playing fair and the hotels and everything just to watch him twice. Cause it was so much fun. Yeah, no, it's a great experience. It's cool to bond with a, with your son or a kid in, in music. And when you like the same music and when he's texting you, Hey, check this band out, you know, and he's texting me the link. Oh, and that's, great. that's awesome. So, all right, Ricky. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining the hook rocks podcast. I know Thanks, you got to run and uh, I do appreciate you coming on and good luck with the ball. 
Yeah. All right. Once again, everybody, I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.